0: The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cult-worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cultworthy Podcast. Join us. Attention. The Milf & Me Podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts Antonio and Diana are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the MILF and me podcast. We have a very special episode today and we've got a very special guest. You've heard me talk about her. You've heard Diana talk about her and how much we love her. My fiance, partner, baby mama, Kristen Morales. Kristen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yep. She's a saint. She is a saint. (laughs) This is her first time being in front of the microphone. And I know she's going to do amazing, yep. but uh, this is like an experiment. Eventually want to get more guests on the show. We're going to test this three-way mic system out. I've never actually done it in person, so we are guinea pigs today. Yeah. And this is fine because this is kind of like a throwaway fun episode. We have no topics today. We really have no agenda. We're going to play a game. We're going to play like a little game show game.
2: Oh boy, I love
0: games. You like games? Games are good. I like (laughs) games. (laughs) Today we're going to play a game I call Love Guru Roulette. I have collected five love gurus that we are going to play at random, and we're just going to talk about them. Diana hasn't seen these. Kristen hasn't seen these. I've seen these, but I don't know exactly what order we're going to play them in. So here we go. I even wrote a little theme song. Are you ready to hear it?
2: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Welcome to Love Guru Led, the game show where Diana, Kristen, and I are going to watch random love gurus and discuss if their advice is good, bad, or undecided. I'm your host, Antonio Palacios. Let's begin the show. You guys excited?
2: Yeah, Yeah. that was a great song. Did you write that?
0: I wrote it and I performed it on the keyboard. (laughs) And you
2: you did all the instruments. All the little
0: instruments in my room that were collecting dust for years until we started this podcast. You
2: might have to quit your day job, I feel like. No, it's very like 70s game
1: show. That's what
0: I was going Mm -hmm. for. I was thinking like price is right or press your luck. That was the whole idea behind it. So here we go. We're going to have some fun. (laughs) Love Guru number one. Let's spin the wheel.
1: Oh, dang.
2: shit.
3: Eight white lies women tell when dating and how to deal with them. Number one, I'm not too hungry. Number two, I don't care about your previous girlfriend. Number three, I'm fine. (laughs) Number four is I'm just around the corner. No, she's not. Number five is I normally don't do this on a first date. Number six is no, I'm fine. Not drunk at all. Here's the thing, guys, I have to say is if you're out drinking with a woman on a date and you notice that she's super drunk, you have to make sure that you are in control of not taking things to the next level. This is vital. Number seven is tell me. I promise I won't be mad. Number eight is don't worry. It's on sale. So these
0: were eight white lies that women tell. Since you are women and I am not, as far as I know. (laughs)
3: Yes. That's good.
0: (laughs) What do you say about this? Do you agree with what she says that these are eight little white lies that all women tell?
2: Um, I'm going to have to ask you to replay this again. That's what I was thinking. I was
3: like, it's a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it again. There's eight of those.
3: Eight white lies women tell when dating and how to deal with them. Number one, I'm not too hungry. Number two, I don't care about your previous girlfriend. Number three, I'm fine. (laughs) Number four is I'm just around the corner. No, she's not. Number five is I normally don't do this on a first date. Number six is no, I'm fine. Not drunk at all. Here's the thing, guys, I have to say is if you're out drinking with a woman on a date and you notice that she's super drunk, you have to make sure that you are in control of not taking things to the next level. This is vital. Number seven is tell me. I promise I won't be mad. Number eight is don't worry. It's on sale.
2: Okay, so what do you say? Let me go first. Mm, yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I personally cannot remember the last time I said any of this, probably because I'm older. That seems silly for someone to say to someone else in their 40s. Um, probably in the beginning of my divorce, I would say maybe even when I was dating before I met my husband. I mean, I'm talking years ago. This is just shit that does- who fucking cares? <laughs> who cares if you're drunk and who cares if I mean, if you're going to talk about your ex, I can decide if I'm going to be mad about it or not. Mm-hmm. Or what else? I bought it on sale. Why Why am I having to tell somebody I'm dating that I got it on sale? It's not your business what I do with my money.
0: Ooh, I like that. You know,
2: So I feel like maybe in your 20s, if, if there are, I mean, I'm sure there are people listening to our podcast that are in your 20s or maybe younger or in between 20 and 30. Sure. I can see how these might come up. Um, they're irrelevant probably for me. What do you think, Kristen? Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, like, um kind of young, right? Like kind of like an immature, more I,
0: I feel like the I gurus know. that we pull up a lot lately are really pushing their advice to millennials and, and maybe older gens. And
2: that lady was well into her forties. Yeah. That was giving this. This love guru was well into her forties. I mean, she you can tell she's a well-established I mean, she kind of looked like a boss babe, if you will. I mean, I hate saying that.
0: Well, it also word, makes me—it but... also makes me wonder, like, who does she think her audience is?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I was thinking too, like, little white lies. Like, it's kind of not like, why not just be real? Like, yeah, if something is upsetting you, like, just say it. Like, oh, okay. Like, tell me more about that. You know, you don't have to be telling white lies to try and get something out of someone or yes, expect a certain response. Like, just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I also think maybe it has to do with the temperament of your partner if you know what their temperament is. Mm -hmm. Maybe white lies are better than the truth. And at that point, maybe you have to start questioning, are you with the right person if the truth is not an option? Now, I'll tell you what. I I use a little white lie that she mentioned, not all the time, but Mm -hmm. I have, Mm -hmm. and that is... It was on sale.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've used
0: that one before. Yeah. I mean, I don't buy myself clothes. I don't buy myself.
2: I mean, I did that when things. I was married. I yeah. In my marriage. I, you know, I mean, I was married and he was always like, why did you do? What did you spend? What did you? Yeah.
0: You know, I'm not even sure if I've actually even done it on its own. What I'll do is I'll incorporate it. Let's say I buy two things. I'll be like, oh, it was on sale. Well, one of them was, so technically I'm not lying, but the other one wasn't, you know. <laughs> oh, now you might know you leave
1: I, some information out.
0: I've I <laughs> might have done that before because that way I feel a little yes. bit more like, well, I really didn't lie. I what
2: love I love sale. how you guys are in the same room right now <laughs> and he's like spilling the beans but and I telling do, you his white lies. <laughs> I tell
1: her
0: shit all the
2: time also. <laughs> yeah. Well, I
1: mean, I guess it depends on specifically that one, like where your finances are. Like Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're splitting everything, but like you said, if it's yeah. your money, it's your money. Right.
2: Like, you can spend yep. it however you want. Like, why does it matter? Yeah. See, I've never even lived with anyone since my divorce. So I've never had to have, mm. I've never had to an answer to someone else since I was married, which was 10 years ago. Now, if I were to put a spin on this love guru, I probably would have been, I would have been the love guru that said, why are we telling these white lies? Yeah. Why? Are, who fucking cares? What? He's going to sit at dinner and talk to you about his ex great. You then get to determine which way you're going to take this conversation. You're going to get pissy about it. You're going to get spicy. You're going to get jealous. You're going to be okay with it. Like, Hey, thanks so much for opening up and being honest with me about your ex.
0: Yeah. I mean, and she's being really cutesy about it too. You're like, oh, this sure. is the li- li- lies we tell. You yeah. Know?
2: And then it's like, Oh, sorry. I, don't, I just don't do this on a first date. Like, why? Why are we having to say that? Why are we even having to have that conversation? Who cares what you do on a first date? It's no one's business, but your business.
0: I've actually never had a girl tell me that before. Probably Um, because I'm not trying to date girls that would say that.
2: Honestly, I will be completely real with you. I have said that before when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was worried about being judged. I didn't want to perception. Yeah. I didn't want to be looked at as this like I don't know. Like um slutty if you will. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to how to describe that, but maybe I was being too forward or I made the first move or maybe I slept with someone on the first date and it's like, I don't do this. I don't do this on a first date. Yeah. And it's like backtracking and now I'm sitting over here going, "Oh my god, I really did do that back in the day." And I don't really give a shit anymore. Yeah. I don't care. Like it is what it is. I'm in my 40s. It's not your business if I've done this on a first date before or not?
0: I'd say the thing that I appreciate about Kristen more than anything is the one white lie that I think I've heard more than any of them from any past girlfriend or someone I was just dating was, I won't get mad. That is probably the most common little white lie I've ever heard from anyone. She is very honest about, just tell me, and it's up to me whether or not I get mad or not. I think those channels of communication, I think, are, are the most healthy communications you can have with a partner is don't set up a false expectation just to get something out of somebody and say you won't get mad it's the same as saying i promise it won't hurt you know it's just like right right. be honest like this might sting like
1: it might hurt yeah (laughs) Yeah. like how do you if they haven't told you yet like how are you supposed to know how you're going to react agree silly yeah
0: let's spin the wheel again
4: women don't understand
0: about men is that men care about respect more than love. Now, this does not mean that men don't care about love. We obviously do. But if you gave men a choice, most of them, if they had to pick only one respect or love, most of them would choose respect. And the reason why is because he wants to feel like a man. He wants to be appreciated
4: for guy stuff. So fellas, if you're watching this and I know a lot of women watch my channel too, if you're watching this and you want to get more respect, from your woman or women in
0: general there's a lot of things that you got to do one is having the courage to walk away yes i talk all about that but it's about what you provide as well too so what do you think about this one hmm. i mean i am the man here so go ahead <laughs> would i rather be loved or respected okay well i would hope that you respect the person you love And you love the person that you respect. I I know.
2: I'm like, why do we have to choose one?
0: Why are we dividing this into two separate categories? They go together. They absolutely go together. Yeah. And guess what? People fall out of love and out of respect all the time. Mm -hmm. If you are in a healthy relationship or want to be in a healthy relationship, we talk about course correction all the time. That is your cue to course correct. And this is where I think it gets kind of dangerous. If your partner doesn't give you that cue to course correct that they need more love or more respect, that means that they probably don't want your love or respect and you're in a sticky situation. I've been there before too. But this whole kind of machismo idea of like, I would rather be respected than loved, fuck off with that shit. You know, maybe because he's in his early 20s and he wants respect so badly. Yeah, power trip. It's a power trip. Mm -hmm. It's more important to him than love. Maybe he thinks, well, love will come in time. Love will come with the person that respects me.
2: Well, being respectful toward your person is a form of love. I mean, Kristen, I'm sure can agree with that. Um, If you disrespect your person, you are not at your highest form of love at that point. Honestly, I don't know if you can actually love somebody without respect.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree with
2: you. I mean, they have to go together. Um, but I really do feel like you have to have respect first before you can actually love someone fully.
0: We talk about this all the time. I mean, this guy looks like he's in his early 20s, Yeah, so he's speaking to his demographic, which we've already discussed. There's that weird kind of toxic masculinity, false, high value, we're talking about high value in another episode, everyone thinks that they deserve shit these days. Mm-hmm. And so the part of this message is that I don't deserve your love. I don't deserve or your respect. Those things should come unconditionally. You know, he's not going to work for it. He just wants it. That's what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's like an internal thing at that point. You got to turn turn it around onto yourself if that's... If that's where you're at emotionally and mentally, I mean, we all know in this room, you have to love and respect yourself before you can start demanding it from other people.
0: Right. But I think in his case, maybe you respect and love yourself too much and you're expecting that your
2: partner Mm -hmm. is going
0: to equal that.
2: Yeah, I see. Totally. I totally agree with that. I respect you, babe.
0: I respect you too. I kind of just want
1: to ask this guy and sit down with him and just be like, tell me more about that. Yeah. I just want to ask him what exactly he's meaning. With respect, you know, what does that mean to him?
0: I think that's an amazing point because a lot of these guys and women, we notice they give you blanket statements and they give you, let's say, talking points, jumping off points, but they want you to subscribe to their channel or subscribe to their video and then they'll give you all the juicy details. Like the people that say, hey, here's a life hack to make you $5,000 in one week. And then you click on their link and the stuff they give you is not thought out. It's not... Yeah It's not relevant To your situation It's relevant to theirs And I agree with you Like if you sat And asked this guy So what does respect Actually mean to you And what are you Willing to do To get that respect Does he have an answer
2: Yeah exactly Yeah that's a really Good point Probably not Spin the wheel again Yeah let's go
4: why women should act more like dogs. This might be the one that gets me cancelled. Everyone, let's just calm down. Men love dogs because they're loyal. No matter what's going on, that dog is by their side. They show excitement and enthusiasm. Overall, pretty non-judgmental, and just happy to be around. Most dogs are direct and to the point. Take me outside. And they defend that huh? man against strangers. Even if you forget to fuck? feed them, they don't hold a grudge. They let go easily and forget the past. Whoa. Just saying. We could learn a little bit from Lassie. Well,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I kind of like blacked out for a
2: minute. I right? did too. I was like, I'm getting dizzy. Why am I not breathing? Your soul left your body. I saw it. <laughs> Talk about high blood pressure. <laughs> oh Sounds my God. Exhausting.
0: This one. Holy this, shit. This particular coach, and we don't name names here. If you are a listener of some of these coaches and you know who they are, then good for you. You know who they are. Four million followers on this person.
2: Is this an Instagram?
0: It's an Instagram. And almost all of their, their coaching is this. It's this kind of stuff. It's this whole, and you know what? I might be out of line saying this, but I don't know any women in my personal life that have these same views of that women need to learn their fucking place. That is kind of what... This coaches and a lot of the other coaches that I've been hearing lately—that's their—that's their lane. That is their channel.
2: I'm probably one of very few women that is borderline woman and dude mentality. Wouldn't you agree, Antonio? I would agree 100. And that is some bullshit right there. I mean, I'm probably 50-50 in my thought process with women and men. Like, I don't side with women 100% ever. And I never side with men 100% ever. Mm -hmm. I feel like you both have your place. That is crazy. That is, I mean, I'm hoping she was just fucking around and just laughing at this after she posted it. Like, oh, I can't wait to see the, the comments and the reviews or whatever I get and the messages I get on this. Like, I seriously can't wrap my brain around is she serious or not yeah
0: i mean i would hope that that's just like a reactionary thing but if you go back and you watch all of her other videos they all kind of follow this same lane and mm. before i go any further babe what do you think
1: oh it just that whole thing was exhausting to me like be excited be <laughs> wag your tail <laughs> when they you come wag home your tail. i'm not like a over-the-top person so yeah I'm very like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I felt very resistant to the video, to be honest.
0: Okay, so how about this? Because I I agree with you. Yeah. I'm always happy to see her when she walks through the door. I feel that she's always happy to see me when I walk through the door. But my life doesn't revolve around her reaction to when I walk in the door. And it kind of sounds like this coach and a lot of our other videos – That's what she promotes. It's like, do you realize how lucky you are to have a man in this world, in this day and age? You need to treat him like a fucking king every time he walks through the door or he's gonna get bored of you and find someone who will. That is what coaches like this. And again, this coach is probably our age or older. And this is what she's really coaching Gen Z and millennials to be like because she's in this lane of like, these hoes out there are why people aren't getting married. These hoes out there are why men are choosing to stay single when they're at their financial and maturity peak.
2: No, that's bullshit. I it's mean, it does not does not go to one extreme to the next. I mean, I'm going to get bored if I'm not being treated like a queen, for fuck's sakes. Like, if I'm going to treat you like a king, you better be treating me like a queen. Right. It goes both ways. I'm not just going to sit there and praise you and kiss the ground you walk on, although I think that's very important. You do have to put your person on a pedestal often. Right. But it is never, ever, ever one sided. That's like, disgusting.
0: Like the video that we watched a couple of weeks ago yeah. about the man who said, hey, your uncle and your dad taught you how to be a man. They didn't teach you how to be a partner. You can attract a person by being dominant, but you have to learn how to put your partner on a pedestal and lose that dominant feeling sometimes. So it isn't just one sided. Right. And and that to me was good advice because it resonates with how I live my life. I don't want to associate myself with the men that she's saying these women should be after. And I don't want to associate with the women who want to be that way for their man.
2: This is so much. I don't know if Kristen agrees or not, but I almost want to listen to it again. Don't you? Like she said something about like feeding the dog or something. Did you catch that? Like yeah, feeding I didn't the dog. get
1: all of it because I...
2: Four reasons why women should act more like dogs yeah and one of those
4: reasons why women should act more like dogs this might be the one that gets me Uh canceled everyone (laughs) let's just calm down men love dogs because they're loyal no matter what's going on that dog is by their side they show excitement and enthusiasm overall pretty non-judgmental and just happy to be around most dogs are direct and to the point take me outside and they defend that man against strangers. Even if you forget to feed him, they don't hold a grudge. Yeah. They like the go easily and forget the Yeah, cast. no. Just saying. We could learn a little bit from Lassie. If, you, <laughs> if you don't
2: feed him. Now, Kristen, what would happen to you if Antonio didn't feed you or if you didn't feed him? Oh, my God.
0: I mean, Kristen's one of Kristen's love languages is food.
2: Me, too. If I get <laughs> you know, really fuck, I get grouchy is. <laughs> oh, fuck. I get I will kill a person if I don't eat. Yeah.
0: If food and coffee was a love language, that would be one of hers. And I appreciate that. I love that because I associate with it.
2: What is the killer dog? What is the name of the killer dog? The Pipple? No, the movie like. Cujo? Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cujo. I will turn into Cujo if I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> I You're will like, kill a Fuck person. lassie.
0: I'm <laughs> fucking Cujo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to trap you in your
2: car. Until yeah, after you that. To death. <laughs> after that, love guru, I'm definitely Cujo. 100%. <laughs> well,
1: her shirt also said, did you see it said men matter?
2: Yeah. I, oh,
1: that's adorable. Like,
2: oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah. that's
0: a whole other episode that we're going to get to eventually because yeah. there are, like I said, these
2: extremists here's a question she's for an you extremist.
0: yeah this is a question for you like i get the men matter movement from the men's side sure but i'm not a i'm not a woman like what do you think of when you see women do that now i feel that there is always room for a conversation i think
2: of, she's trying to impress men
0: uh, me 100 percent? yeah i right like there. that Right well, I, I think feel like
1: she should connect with the previous love guru, you know? Yeah. I think they'd make a match. We should get them together.
2: Yeah. I like this. No, for real. I feel like she's trying to impress the men in general. And I don't know. I don't know why you would want to do that. But I feel like being honest and real and sticking up for both sides would be more impressive and more respectful than just going for one side. I mean, I would love to have other women in the studio or just in general chat with them about That particular love guru That is disturbing
0: I agree Agreed
4: When you're seeing a
2: woman or dating a woman and she says she has guy friends, you need to shut that shit down and run. Let me,
4: let me tell you something about the friend zone guys. Women that have guy friends that are in the friend zone, they're only there because they're on standby. They're not capable of going out and getting
5: a woman like that on their own. So they sit around, wait around until the opportunity presents itself and then they fall into place. They're beta, okay? That's the
0: worst scenario you can have. Ladies, you have guy friends, You're going to have a hard time in relationships.
2: It's not the men are jealous, because if my girl steps out on me, then I'm going to shake the dude's hand and say he did a better job than me, but I don't deserve that. Also, he saved me the drama. But if you got, ladies, if you got guy friends, you're wrong. That's the guy you should be with. When I was single, I go, oh, we can be friends and hang out. I don't want to be friends with you and hang out. There's no value for me to be friends with you and hang out. Here's where I am in life. Successful financially, I invest in startups. What value are you
0: bringing to the table and why am I hanging out with you? So this kind of goes back to one of those episodes we talked about before, where you agreed with a love guru about having guy friends, but there's the caveat where Diana's got guy friends, but she doesn't go and hang out with them. We are a different situation because we're almost lifelong friends, and I brought us her into our circle almost immediately. The same with my other friend. I'm just not going out saying, oh, I'm going to go hang out with so-and-so from work or so-and-so from the or coffee from, shop. Or from
2: 2015 or from 2018 or 2019. We hardly know each other. Every situation is different. Agree. And, I mean, Kristen can, I mean, pipe in anytime you want and tell me if you agree or not, but... I just feel like every friendship situation, how long you've been friends with them or how do you know them? How did you meet? I mean, those are all very important questions to ask when you're in a relationship with somebody, right? Because like, then you can gauge if it's a comfortable thing for you or not. I mean, there's not a line, like a hard concrete line saying, if you have guy friends or if you have girlfriends, blah, 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 and they're just friends, you shouldn't have them, period. No. Every situation, I feel like, is different, and you really do have to kind of gauge it, if you will.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's no hard line. Like, it kind of just depends on the person and depends on their relationship, depends on the context of the relationship. Right. Because I think there can be new friends. Like, maybe it's based on podcasting or something you're involved with work. Like, maybe there's yoga. some collaborative you're that you There yeah. are...
0: Yes. You have friends who are yoga instructors that are guys that you've known a lot longer than me, and it's like a professional thing. You go to mm-hmm. yoga classes. You go to yoga events with these people. You're completely open about them. Now, where I would maybe kind of agree with this guy, and first of all, fuck this guy and his gold chain. Like That's the kind of yeah. alpha that I don't really associate with, and that's why yeah. I have more girlfriends than guy friends because that guy, especially for people my age, who are maybe middle class or lower middle class like we are, that's what they aspire to be. But guess what? It's too fucking late for you to act like this and not be in that point in life. But I know so many guys that watch videos like this and start taking it as gospel. I have so many male friends that all of a sudden start wearing like tight T-shirts and gold chains and get these military buzz cuts because they are creating this persona 20 years too late. And they're changing their entire life structure and friendships and the way they associate with even their family based on becoming whatever the fuck this is. And, you know, we we live in a conservative state. We know entrepreneur people like this yeah, who are suddenly in their 40s and now they're doing CrossFit and now they're getting jacked and now they're wearing gold chains and buying Lamborghinis. That scares me honestly.
2: Yeah. um, This might be in the future one that we actually have a full episode on. It's yeah. the having friends when you're in a relationship of having friends of the opposite sex when you're in the relationship, because I think it really does go deeper. Um, If you don't trust that your person doesn't have good enough boundaries, right? Then that can become an issue. So if someone comes to me and is questioning my friendship with you or my friendship with um, someone, another person I've been friends with over for over 10 years, you know, mind you, we did meet on Tinder. I met him on Tinder 10 years ago, right after I was divorced. And soon after we met, we became friends only. I mean, it was a, we friend zoned each other and we've been best besties ever since. Mm -hmm. We've never crossed that line. So if somebody that I'm in a relationship with starts questioning that, then I'm going to look at myself and say, oh, well, maybe you don't trust my boundaries. Maybe it's my boundaries that you don't trust. You trust that I would put myself in a situation that's questionable. This guy's a douche. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You can tell he's a gym rat. He lives at the gym <laughs> and he sits there and says it's not because he's he's not a jealous person. That's bullshit. He lied. He is a jealous person. You can tell it's all it was written all over his face. It doesn't take a genius. And the fact
0: that you said, oh, I'm going to shake the hand. Of the beta that my partner yeah. leaves me for. That's bullshit that's too. That's bullshit too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, honestly, it's it's this is a really deep, deep, very layered subject. There's so many layers to this. Because if somebody's jealous, if I'm jealous of my person and the relationship he has with a woman, another woman, then I start asking, just like I was saying with Kristen, like, well, how long have you guys been friends? How did you meet? Was there anything, sec- did you have, have you had sex with this person before? Um, how often do you talk? Do I get to meet her? Yeah. And when do I get to meet her? If s- things start looking shady, like, oh no, you'll never meet her. Okay, that's weird. I mean, you know what I mean? There's so many layers to this conversation. So it's never black and white. Right. I know people want it to be, and I've met plenty of men that have literally ended a friendship with me like we would try to date each other and they would literally end everything because they could not handle that I had a friend like Antonio Antonio and I've known each other since middle school I mean for fuck's sakes we've had many opportunities to have a relationship I commend you for being with this man he can drive me (laughs) fucking crazy sometimes do you know what I mean so it's just like open your eyes If there was time, if there was so much time where you could have been in a relationship with this person and you never took part of it, chances are that ship is gone and sailed years and years and years ago. Why do we have to be jealous?
0: When we started getting together, did I present any red flags to you about these? Like we've never really talked about your feelings at first of my female friends. I just kind of brought them into the circle because I felt if I I delayed it, if I took time and ease you into it, that just kind of seems suspicious, right? That yeah. just kind of seems like, all right, we, we all got to get our story straight. Right. I that it's didn't so really stupid. happen. How did yeah. you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I, I had never dated anyone with a lot of female friends. So it was a little bit weird, I guess. You know, I definitely like thought about it. But I think just all of us hanging out together helped a lot. Um, and now, of course, I see like the bond that you and Diana and Sammy have, um, well, not you and Sammy, but (laughs) yeah. You and Sammy. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I mean, it has, I think, taken time, but it wasn't like a line in the sand, you know, it wasn't like a concrete line where I was like, nope, no fucking way. Like, see you later. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, okay, like this is my decision. Do I want to dive deeper into this? Do I want to just see like how it goes? Or do I just want to like cut this person out of my life just Solely based on the fact that, yes, he has female friends that have been in his, in his life for a really long time. The opposite party, like, does have a decision to make at some point to just be like, okay, like, I definitely can't handle this. And that's, you know, kind of on them and go find somebody who maybe doesn't have any female friends. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. or do you want to, like, move forward and see how it goes, you know?
0: Well, here's a question I have for you, too, because we met organically. We were introduced by a female friend of mine.
1: Right. That's
0: how we got together. Mm -hmm. I think that when you meet someone organically through friends, you know that they're not going to try and steer you in the wrong direction. At least you would hope that your friend knows you well enough that the person they want to set you up with is going to fit your wants, your needs, and let's say doesn't have the red flags that you look for hopefully you and your friends have had those conversations and that they're not just blindly putting you with someone Mm -hmm. that's a question mark but I think he's speaking to the generation that are meeting on tinder and on these dating apps yeah and like you just said and it happened with me too I don't associate with this person anymore but I have connected with people on twitter we did not blend romantically but we hung out as friends yeah and eventually those people just kind of disappear because they'll find the person they actually want to be with. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's, I mean, I'm not trying to defend him, but I think that's the people that he's speaking to. If, like you said on your profile things before. Yeah. If you see a picture of a guy with 10 girls, that's a red flag because right. even if he hasn't slept with them, he's probably slept with them. Sure. Those aren't sincere friendships. Those are friendships of opportunity. And like you said, orbiting. Right. Someone is waiting for an opportunity to for someone to fuck up so they can swipe in.
2: Yeah. You know, and going back to what Kristen was saying too, is the person on the other side of this, so where she was when she first met you and realized that you had friends that were women, there is a huge maturity level mm-hmm. from that person. I mean, it takes a mature person to not be crazy about it. And, and you know, it's a, it makes a difference too when... I bring the kids over and we have a barbecue and, you know, like we blend our families and my kids love you. And I mean, it's just it's it can be a family if you are able to be mature enough to allow it. Then there's other people that are our age and older. I met someone in their well in their 50s that could not handle it. And I questioned him more than anything. It's like, well, I know my boundaries. I didn't know him well enough. He didn't know me well enough to know my boundaries. But he put a hard line way early into it. And it really was uh, maybe suspicious a little bit. Like, well, maybe you should go look in the mirror. Like, what is it that you're hiding?
0: Right. Is it
2: the sheer fact that maybe you've tried to have a friendship with a woman and you both crossed a boundary? (laughs) If someone acts crazy over a certain subject... It has absolutely nothing to do with you. Yeah. You then have to look at them and be like, hmm. Like, where is that coming from? So, hmm. do you have some things you want to talk about? Like, what the fuck, you and know? most of the time they don't
0: because they're ashamed of it because
2: yeah.
0: it was probably something that they did.
2: And <laughs> they're not vulnerable and they're not accountable. Yeah. That's why. there's
0: hu- These are huge subjects. Before we jump into the last roulette, there's something I wanted to add on to what you just said about, you know, with the kids' situation. Yeah. When you have kids, you don't have time to go out and collect a bunch of friends, guy or girl.
2: Absolutely.
0: And this is one of the things, when I watch these these high-value men and women videos, and that's going to be next week's episode, is, is high-value nonsense, as soon as someone has kids, apparently their value is just diminished because no one wants a single mom and no one wants a single dad. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I trust a single mom and a single dad more than an ex-ho who's trying to get out of the hoe life and yes. looking for a high-value man yes. to take care of her.
5: Yes, That sounds
0: kind of misogynistic, but that's what they coach. And they say, stay away from single moms and stay away from baby drama and daddy drama. No, people who've lived through the drama will do anything they can to not repeat the drama.
2: 100%, and- maybe. Then there's the yeah. ones that just maybe. love that pattern.
0: Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but those, you'll see the signs on their sleeve Almost instantly. It's true. Like when they start talking shitty about their ex and that's all they want to talk about. Red
2: flag. Oh, yeah.
0: When you talk to parents like you and I who are like, you know, maybe I don't get along with my ex-husband, but we do our best. Yes. Just to, to make things better for the kids in our life. My my situation with my ex-wife, I don't ever really want to see her socially. Yeah. But we maintain a peace because it's better for the entire Unit. Anyone that's coming to my circle, like Kristen, yeah, or my mom, or you, I would make everyone's life so much more complicated if I allowed that drama into the house every day.
2: Yeah, and you're not sitting there talking shit about your ex all either day. all day, it's- and it's exhausting, and it's maturity. It goes back to the thing you. There has to be a certain level of maturity. And yeah, if I'm sitting at dinner and I'm listening to some dude rip on his ex, it's so unattractive. It's so exhausting. And I cannot wait to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the I maturity maturity yeah. level is way below anything that's okay. And so it really is. It's all about maturity, boundaries, being accountable, being honest, being raw. I mean, if if you're not those things, you really probably shouldn't be having friends of the opposite sex.
1: Yeah. And where you're spending your energy. Like if you're yes. spending a lot of your mental energy on thinking about your partner having female friends or, mm-hmm. you know, worried about that, then that's definitely something to look at. Like maybe you need to change the situation yeah, or look back at yourself, you know? Yeah, totally. Or maybe something
2: could be going on. I don't know. You never know. But <laughs> You only know until you ask. And, yep. But per- the person that you're associating with too has to be able to handle a conversation like that. And if they're not, then that's kind of probably your answer.
0: I love this room so much right now. (laughs) I only hope that other people feel the same way we do, because I feel that we are in the minority. Oh my God. (laughs) We
2: are very much so in the minority. Yeah.
0: I'm actually gonna have to turn the volume down on this one because this Last one gets loud and it's Uh-oh. the closer. It's the it's the dessert, if you will, mm. to this conversation.
5: You know
2: how I know this girl wasn't meant for you, dog.
0: She went out, she got a new dick within the first month of fucking breaking up with your ass. If she loved you, she wouldn't have done that. When a girl is truly heartbroken dog, she wouldn't do that to you. She'd be fucking sad. She'd be depressed. She would be broken. You know what I'm saying that That girl that you're that you're fucking balling your eyes about? She's not broken. She's fucking moved on, dog. Why do you think she's getting dug out right now? Why do you think she hasn't texted you? Why do you think she doesn't give a fuck? It's because that girl didn't love you. She didn't give a fuck about you. It's a hard-cold truth. The red pill mentality, dog. is what you need to fucking adopt. It is what it is. She moved on, and so n- now you gotta move on yourself, dog. Get the fuck up, get on your grind, focus, fucking binge my videos, and learn how to fucking grind. Learn how to wake the fuck up. Learn how to face the fucking demons head on. Make them your fucking bitch. Make these demons your fucking bitch. Get the fuck up and go grind today. Go grind today, (laughs) dog. That
1: is scary. (laughs) Oh,
0: boy. All right, before we even jump into this. Oh, dear God. Have you all heard what the red pill mentality is?
1: No, I don't know what that is. The Matrix
2: thing, huh? What?
0: It's like a reference to the Matrix. This is something I've only discovered maybe in the last couple of weeks as I've been diving into these gurus. And this men matter movement. Mm-hmm. So there's something out there that they call, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now, there's probably more to it. They call it the red pill mentality. It's got a few major spokesmen. One of the gurus that we already watched, the guy with the chain, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one is Andrew Tate. Okay. It's this men matter more, make men matter movement. Women need to be submissive. Men need to be dominant culture. And why they call it the red pill mentality is you've been weak all your life. You've been a cuck. You've been living in a society that is oppressive against men. But if you take the red pill and change your thinking, change your mindset, you'll realize that you're a king. You'll realize that you are in control. And the women that you meet need to be submissive to you. The people that you meet at work, the people that you meet on the street, you need to Announce your presence as a king, as a masculine figure. Mm. And then when we talked about these, these toxic betas that want to be alphas, this is the kind of shit that they're drinking. You've broken up with men before or men have dumped you.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: You've moved on rather quickly or at least found a distraction mm-hmm. to keep your emotions from taking over, whether that was sex with someone new, whether that was drinking a lot more wine, mm-hmm. going to concerts, whatever. Mm-hmm just because you broke up with someone or someone broke up with you didn't mean that you never loved them, right? Right. Same goes for guys. That's why that is total bullshit. And it it's is. just this guy speaking to this red pill crowd that's getting bigger and bigger every day.
2: Um, yep. Yeah, there's a lot to be said here. Uh, the only reason why he's probably able to even have this conversation on social media and with the world is because he knows from experience because he's done it you don't get to have this demanding loud obnoxious conversation in your camera unless you've done that
0: and where was he in his car we've had this conversation before
2: (laughs) he only knows that this is to be true because he has moved on and fucked another woman one month after he got dumped That's the only reason he's probably able. I'm saying probably. I mean, he's not right. He's not wrong. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts here, you know?
0: Well, let's break them down. Okay. Let's start with number one. Number one, in my opinion, is when he said that she never loved you in the first place. That's bullshit. How arrogant are you to think that everyone owes you love and then that person never loved you? Yeah. Maybe they didn't love you the way you want to be loved are you such a fucking amazing person that if you break up or they break up with you, that they should be crippled with agonizing sadness for a year before they decide to move on. Are you that fucking special?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. And also, um, and Kristen, let me know your thoughts on this. Um, there's a chance that this woman that he's referring to, or these, whatever is so in love with him still, that she has now resorted to doing anything to get over him. Almost like a, almost like self-sabotage, if you will. Like this person that she slept with a month after the breakup, that's a person that she will never, ever be able to be in a relationship with. She'll never be able to be in love with, and she'll never be able to have anything healthy with because, one, it's a rebound. Two. It's a rebound. (laughs) And three, you're self-sabotaging because you're still in love with this person. The relationship ended a month ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm putting myself in this situation. I've done it before, and I know that that's to be true. Another thing, too, you have to remember, there's a huge, huge depression part of a breakup. You go through a depression. You will do anything to not self-sabotage yourself as in hurt yourself. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're so depressed and you are so into this person. You rather maybe not be around or not be living or whatever the depression is, whatever the trigger is. And so you will do anything to keep yourself alive. It's a survival mode, right? Like it'll either be some people will turn to sex and love and physical contact with somebody. After a breakup, some people will turn to wine, alcohol, drugs, whatever. Okay. It just depends on your personality. depends on where you're at. Um, That's called survival mode. In my mind, that's what I look at. What do you think, Kristen, about this?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think too, like when you're in a relationship, like whether or not you were head over heels in love with the person, you spend time with them. They're in your life. So when they're gone you have, you do have a void, you know? And so there is a time where you're like trying to adjust to this new life without this person. So you go out and you do, you know, you may do all those things that you just said. Yeah. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Feeling a void and then being, Mm. you know, doing whatever you can to survive and be in a good mental, mental place. And it goes
0: back to the whole maturity conversation too. I've been the rebound before. Yeah, it used to suck. I used to hate it, and then there was times where I was the rebound, and then I was mature enough to say this person is still so in love with their ex, and Mm -hmm. I was just someone that they were trying to fill a void with.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm kind of grateful that I was able to be there for them, yeah, and not judge them when they were done. I've been that person before, but I've also been the rebound that was so in love with the person that you know tried to fill the void with me Mm -hmm. that I had a hard time letting go, and then I found myself a rebound. We've all played these games before one way or another. I think the thing that is most important too about talking against what he's saying, would you much rather have that person cut themselves or attempt suicide or fall down a deep depression that would lead to drug addiction? Are any of those things better than that woman hooking up with a dude?
1: Right. Exactly. In my
0: opinion, absolutely not. That's exactly right. If you right. loved this person that yeah. left you or that you broke up with, yeah, you should be happy that she's just getting dicked and not getting addicted to drugs, cutting herself, almost killing herself. But this mentality is like, oh, see, she didn't really love me unless she's actually hurting herself.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. It is.
1: And yeah.
0: I feel that that's what he's trying to promote.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like he is a user, like just a bully. Yeah. You know, that's just the
2: vibe I get is like you're just fucking mean. Like yeah. yeah. No, it's true. And then, you know, to the flip side of that, you get <laughs> you get to the point where I mean, I'll just talk about myself just because of the experience and the years that I've been doing this. Yeah. When you're in a healthy state of mind and a healthy place during any breakup, the conversation looks like I just want to make sure that you're 100% done because I'm going to move on with my life. Right. Right. That is a conversation that gets to be had either face-to-face or on the phone and say, listen, I'm going to move on with my life. That looks like me moving on with my life. Mm-hmm. So if you want to try to work things out, now's the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to get really real and really nasty, you can say, I'm about to go fuck somebody else and move on with my life. Yeah. Unless you want to work this out. And then you can really put the ball in their court and make them question, hmm, well, maybe we should maybe rethink this and I can't really handle the thought of you as someone else. So maybe we should revisit this or mm-hmm. start over, clean slate, I don't know, whatever. But um, another thing too to that is when you know you're doing something to get over someone else, you know that this person that is in front of you is a rebound. Yes, then you can actually have that conversation too like hey i'm still hung up on my ex and you and i going home with each other tonight isn't there's it's nothing it's just physical that's it like and those are healthy conversations to have people are terrified of these conversations it's kind of funny actually cuz it's like why what do you have to lose we're human beings we are meant to speak to each other talk use your words
0: I also think that with some of the guys these days there is such this this egotistical idea that these men are so great like I've seen a lot of this kind of attitude at the end of the day this woman gave her heart to you yeah and she wanted to stick with you and for one reason or another the relationship didn't work out yeah you should be proud that she gave you that much time of her life mm-hmm. willingly and if it didn't work out it didn't work out what you mm-hmm. shouldn't do is destroy all those good years or all that good time that you had with this person that gave her heart and body to you Yeah, and call her a fucking bitch like this guy does.
2: Yeah, and it's everybody has their different type, everybody has a different way of filling the void. Yes. Just like Kristen was saying. Um, and that's not your business. Sorry. Stay in your huh. lane. Stay the fuck out of my business. It's my business. This is how I fill the void. And quite honestly... I mean, you can say I was madly in love with you. The relationship didn't work and now I get to move on and whatever that looks like for me, you know, a lot of people just don't stay in their own light. I think it, I think it's sad, but
1: yeah, for
2: sure. And I was curious too,
1: with that conversation that you mentioned, um, about, uh, like after having a breakup, like, are you sure you're a hundred percent done? Yeah. Do you feel like that's like the first initial conversation that you normally have? Like, the first time it's mentioned, like, okay, I think we should break up.
2: Um, Like, that's it, you know? Maybe not the, yeah. I mean, it could be. I just kind of feel out that whole situation. Um, It could be the first part of that conversation of the breakup or maybe a few days later Hmm. when you're starting to feel empty and sad and you're missing them and you're missing the human interaction Mm -hmm. and the physical human interaction. And then you maybe reach out at that point and say just, just a heads up. I'm now going to move on with my life. Just want to make sure that you're good. You're completely done. We're buttoning this up. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we saw some
0: intense stuff today. We did. Is there any advice that kind of stuck out there that you thought might be beneficial or you might actually say was maybe said in, if maybe not a positive note, but something that you could take home with you and be like, you know, that, actually does make a little bit of sense maybe i should look at things that way oh boy or was it all garbage and bullshit
2: (laughs) Uh, the white lies thing is interesting just because if you feel like you have to do these white lies then you really should look in internal for that you know Mm -hmm. um there shouldn't ever have to be a reason why you feel like oh i can't be 100 percent honest with this person like why not
1: (laughs) yeah the only that's one i was thinking about too and i feel like It'd be maybe something that would be going on like in the early stages of dating. People mm-hmm. do that yeah. stuff more. Yeah. And like you said, a level of maturity that comes, you know, you just kind of fall out of that. Mm-hmm. But um, otherwise, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was all garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you 100% on the white lies. And I, I the same early on in the ra- relationship, because our biggest thing, and you listen to our show, is communication. Communication is like the number one answer to every single episode that we've done. Yeah. And so when you communicate, that's how you set healthy boundaries, you know? So the little white lie is, okay, well, I want to build a life, a life for us based on our financial situation. So maybe we should control our spending. You're setting a healthy boundary based on a little white lie. Yeah. The same thing with, oh, I'll be right out. You know, punctuality is a big thing for me. It's, it's just something that you can set a healthy boundary for. So of all the ones that we watched, I would say that is the most constructive even though it was played for like the cutesy factor, like this is what we do as women. Yeah. It is a good jumping off point for more constructive conversations.
2: Sure. And it opens up, just to say real quick, it opens up the door to a healthy conversation. It gives you the opportunity to be the mature one. So example, he comes home. He was on sale. I mean, you're first part. <laughs> you're in the first part of a relationship. And he's saying that. To me, I would say, but why are you telling me it was on sale? Like, right. do you think I care? Like, why Why did you feel the need to tell me it was on sale? Just to get clarity, like, I mean, we don't live together. We don't share finances. Like, do you really think I'm watching your spending? Like, it's your money. It's your thing. It's mm-hmm. your deal, right? And she definitely was talking about dating. She wasn't talking about when you're in a yeah long-term relationship. That's definitely the vibe I got. Yeah, exactly. Another thing, too, is really degrading when – Women or men or whatever refer to women as a dog. Like, I, where the fuck did that even come from? Yeah, I you know don't what? know. Well, I can
0: honestly say that was my least favorite one out of all of them.
2: It's so degrading. Because I was mean?
0: able to roll my eyes at the bro speak. Yeah. But that one literally made me.
2: It came out of a woman's mouth. It came,
0: made me sick to my stomach.
2: And <laughs> she's referring to us as dogs. And don't get me, I'm, a, I'm an animal lover. I love dogs. They're so cute. Dogs are so cute. But when someone refers to us in that form, it's so degrading and it's sickening it's like whoa whoa hold on a second what the fuck <laughs> yeah. why are you attacking us like what did we do we did nothing like we're just trying to live our best life and i don't know i just think it's sad it's sad that another woman feels like she has to throw other women under the bus i've never i never support that
0: yeah I had a lot of fun with this.
2: Yeah, I did too. I'm so happy Kristen's here with us. I'm so
0: happy Kristen's here. Can we do this from now on? Can we have like every roulette episode be your guest episode?
2: Yeah, I'm cool with that. I
0: love it. I had so much fun today. I love it
2: too because I get a perspective of a married, you know, like, and then single MILF (laughs) and then of course you have him over here in the corner all by himself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I didn't feel bullied at all today. In fact, I feel like one of the girls. Good. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Milf and Me podcast. You know where to find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the Milth Pod.com. Kristen, I love you. Thank you for being on the show.
2: Love I you love too. you, Kristen. Love you, thank Diana,
5: you
0: so I'll much. see you next week.
2: Thank you.